Games rated RP to M. Welcome to Nintendo Power Podcast. I'm Chris Slate, and this episode is being recorded in LA during E3, so we can talk about all the announcements and all the news and activities as they happen. And joining me are some very special guests, starting with Kit Ellis and Christy Yang from Nintendo Minute. Hi, guys. Hi, thanks for having us. Hi, and hello. And the president of Nintendo of America, Reggie Fizeme. Hi, Reggie. Hey, Chris, how are you? Great. So all of us just came uh, from the... Um, Super Smash Brothers Invitational 2018 tournament, and uh, and now we're back at the hotel. Day one is officially in the books. What'd you guys think? I thought it was a blast. Yeah, it was so cool to watch that like happen. And we had the Splatoon 2 World Championships, the grand finals take place right before the Super Smash Brothers Invitational as well. So it was like two big competitions happening, and it was awesome to see. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I loved with the Splatoon 2 Championship was even with the U.S. team not playing, mm-hmm. I think the U.S. team you know, adopted both of the other teams, and the totally. cheering was still loud. The, the, it was mm-hmm. raucous in, yeah. the, uh, in the venue. It was really um, close match, too, because they went right up to game six. So it was clear that those teams were just so closely matched in skill set, and it was really amazing to see that kind of high-level Splatoon play. Something I like about the Smash Brothers tournament is as it was in 2014 when we had the Super Smash Brothers game for Wii U, this is about uh, adapting to a new game. Super mm-hmm. Smash Brothers Ultimate, we just went through the details of it today. Nobody's really played it in great detail. These yeah. players today got a bit of hands-on time, but it's kind of about learning on the fly and who mm-hmm. can make it click for them and their own play style and who can figure out what the different nuance of the characters might be. And it's interesting that Zero won then and he won it again today. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty phenomenal. You know, unfortunately, I was doing other work. I was still doing interviews, so I got there late and mm-hmm. didn't see some of the early rounds. But seeing just the last few matches, it was just impressive. And you know, in in all fairness, and I've said this before, I'm not the greatest Smash player, but I have just tremendous appreciation for what the expert player can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. And I think what was really cool for me to see it was really these players kind of embracing some of the new characters that we announced today. Like this morning we announced Ridley is going to be in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And you got to give it to those, these players that are going to be hitting this huge stage and, and you know, participating in a pretty uh, serious competition. And they are willing to, you know, take this new player and like give it a shot and play it on this big in this big venue and that was really cool to see that they were like willing to give it a chance and it was awesome to see some of those pros take on um ridley and and see that kind of level of gameplay yeah the only problem with the pro players picking up on ridley and some of the other new characters is that i was i was saying earlier that right now i'm I'm about the i don't know 50th best ridley player there's only 50 testers <laughs> played the character. So now I think I've slipped back. I'm maybe now Uh-oh. 60th best in the world right True. now. Still double digits. That's still, solid. Still yeah. double digits. Still, still solid. top 100. So still top that 100. sounds pretty good. Yeah, un- until, until more and more people start playing it on exactly. the show floor, then exactly. I'll start falling back. <laughs> So true. Even hearing you guys mention Ridley, it just sort of makes me think, you know, this is a detail that we've kept secret for so long. And then once the yeah. show begins, there is kind of a moment where it's like, it's okay, it's okay to talk about this, right? It's okay to say it. <laughs> yeah. Saying the name is like 
gives me like a little my heart yeah. to beat a little <laughs> bit still and um i was sitting next to somebody that was that i guess hadn't seen the nintendo direct this morning and first saw ridley from the tournament and he said wait a second is that character ridley that I see, and he was super surprised. So even even now, I think people are continually getting surprised by these kinds of um, character announcements. So it's been really fun to yeah, see. Yeah, and even for us having that reaction, I sort of try and put myself in the shoes of Mr. Sakurai or one of the other developers who've been working so hard for so long. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to them, and how does it feel to see those reactions? And in his case, he was at the tournament, and right. you know, the crowd was chanting his name, and oh that had gosh. to have been just incredibly that special. That reaction was incredible, and I think... Um, you know, that energy in the crowd for Mr. Sakurai and just the huge amount of respect that people have for him was clearly shown um, during the tournament today. And I think when Zero won and he handed uh, the trophy to him, um, it's just the look on Zero's face was priceless because he was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to me and mm-hmm. Mr. Sakurai standing in front of me. So it was really cool. You know, Chris, you, uh, you asked the question, you know, framing it in terms of overall E3. One of the things that I loved was walking the show floor and seeing people play uh, the Pokemon game. Pokemon, let's mm-hmm. go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. People are already talking about their mm-hmm. favorite characters. We had uh, designs of the, the two characters that folks could take selfies with. And the excitement around Pokemon was just amazing. Um, getting the first hands on the, the Pokeball accessory you know, to me, that was another special moment, just seeing the overall excitement for a Pokemon game mm-hmm. coming to Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. That's what people have been waiting for for a long time, is for, you know, a Pokemon game that feels a little bit more like, you know, Pokemon that people are used to on handhelds, but also brought to a home console. And then again, of course, all the new extra functionality that this game has and the different approach. And I think it was a surprise to people. You know, we didn't say very early on that this game would actually be playable at the show. So I don't know how widespread that that information mm-hmm. is at the moment. So people show up to the booth, and there's a great spot right there. They get Big to be among the first yeah. to check it out. I had a discussion with a fan <clears throat> who I just ran into in the booth, and uh, he were talking about those games. And he said, you know, I've, I've been playing this since Red and Blue, and... I was a bit concerned about some of the new directions and he specifically called out that there's no random encounters and he said that's mm-hmm. part of the fun is you don't know what's going to come out and you know it, it could be anything mm-hmm. uh, but then he said that he was playing the game and you know he was seeing some of the more standard Pokemon that were there but then out of the corner of his eye he saw something that was different and stood out to him and he ran to go have that <laughs> encounter so I think mm-hmm. that speaks to how it's really easy to just see how this is different and it's taking from those core games is taking from Pokemon Go and making something that's really new but still feels feels very comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think the, the kid me is so excited for this game because if you told like, you know, young Krista that in the future you'd be able to get a actual controller that's a Pokeball and you can use it to actually play the game and like you can hear the Pokemon in the Pokeball, that would be, that would just, it's like magic, right? How, how could you believe that that could be what that game is now, you know, from when you played Red and Blue back in you the know, day. You know, it's interesting. You you talk about magic. The other interesting conversation I had was uh, around Super Mario Party and the ability to put two Switch uh, devices near each mm-hmm. other to create a, uh, a, a stage and to be able to play on that. And I was asked, you know, wow, how did Nintendo do that? And my answer was... It's Nintendo magic. That's right. And and you know, that's one of the things that we do as a company. We mm-hmm. we put out these magical moments and these magical experiences and it's what gets the the fan just so excited. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and there were a lot of other um, uh, exciting announcements made this morning during the Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, Damon X Machina, you know, a title that I don't think was anyone could have possibly guessed. Yeah, huge surprise, I think. And also a really um, cool start to the show for us. Yeah, that's a good way yeah. to wake up at, at 9 a.m. when that's that, right. when that <laughs> Nintendo that Direct like, Whoa! <laughs> You need metal at 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in the same direct where you've got, um, you know, the, the, the friendliness of, uh, of Super Mario Party, you've also got that to balance it out. That's right. And then Fire Emblem Three Houses announced for spring next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of uh, fans were really waiting to hear the first information on that game. So just a lot to go over today and a lot to, um, to take in. And my head's still kind of spinning, like you said, Kit, yeah. having <laughs> known about some of this for a while now, and it's finally out there. We finally get to see the reaction. I was just watching, you know, during the... Uh, the Nintendo Direct this morning, looking online to see how everyone was responding, and, and yeah. when people realized that uh, that Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has every character returning, you know, a lot of people were speculating, "Where well, are we going to see Ice Climbers back?" Or "I hope mm-hmm. Wolf comes back." No, they're all back. <laughs> the best line of that whole thing is, "Everyone is here." It's so like simple, right? It's just like, "Well, yeah, everyone's here." I mean, that's that's all you needed to hear, and people like went crazy. You know, it's mm-hmm. awesome to see that. And speaking of being out, uh, Fortnite is now out on mm-hmm. Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch. I started the download immediately uh, when that became available. Just, just like you and, and a, you know, a few hundred thousand yeah, of your closest exactly. friends. It's a little bit tricky on the show floor internet, but you know. Yeah, it might be a three-day download for yeah. me, but I'll be you, ready for when ready I get back for from E3. the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of games coming out, I've really been looking forward to playing Hollow Knight because mm-hmm. it's yeah. right up my alley. That's and it, so it's just a Chris game. Yeah, it, it's 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 a game I never had a chance to play before, but it seems mm-hmm. like something I would love. So that came out uh, this morning. Anything as well. with night in the title, I think. Yeah, you're, you're down Shovel for night, it. Yeah. Shovel, Shovel night, night, Hollow Knight. Now, now yeah. you're going to be playing Fortnite. Different night. Spelled <laughs> yeah. differently, the cool way. Yeah, as long as it sounds the same, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Yeah, totally. I'm learning something new about you, Chris. <laughs> He's crazy. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, maybe not. <laughs> There's lots of um, some really good indie titles that came out too. I am personally a big fan of Overcooked. That was a game that you know we've been playing around the office a lot. Like we, um, there's a there's a group of us that like to play that game during lunch or like when we have a little break. I hear, I hear it gets quite heated. <laughs> pardon, pardon the pun, but I've heard stories, yeah, Krista, about Doug, you guys Doug Bowser playing. Might have, oh might yeah, have told heard us, it gets hot was, in that kitchen. There was a, <laughs> there was some there was some uh, screaming maybe involved oh. during work hours. Whoops! But that game is so much fun, and I can't wait for Overcooked too. On the bus ride back from the tournament, the U.S. Splatoon team was playing Overcooked. They just nice. kind of, you know, propped out their their switch, shared some Joy Cons, and started playing. See, that game is good for um, helping you with your communication. Mm. So then, if the Splatoon team was playing that, that could be like a, a training mechanism. So we've you know? talked about how I'm not good at Overcooked. So no. I feel like you're taking a subliminal shot at me right now. I am. Yeah. It's not subliminal. It's limi- liminal. It's a liminal <laughs> shot. <laughs> Literally liminal. Literally. <laughs> Should should Chris and I leave now and you guys can continue fighting? We're, we're separated at this table. So I know, it's this is why we're okay. sitting in the spot yeah. that we are now. <laughs> but uh, speaking of going back to Fortnite, there's a huge Fortnite event that's happening right now. A lot of pro players, a lot of you know celebrities. Um, you know, we need to get our games in in good shape uh, to to match up with these people. Uh, we got some learning. There's a bit of a learning curve for us, I think, uh, being new to this game. I think we need to step it up a little bit in the, on the Nintendo side of things. That's right. Yeah, we represent right. So we got to. I have also train seen hard. this phenomenon of kids becoming great dancers because they're 
learning all of the emotes <laughs> in Fortnite. So I think this could be a secondary benefit of this game, maybe for me personally. You're, so you're wanting to a, become a great dancer? Pick up a dance move or two. Well, I'm certainly not one now. No. No. No, you're not. <laughs> not you never see me dance. I need to pay close attention. This could be just the, the yeah. game that I've needed my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something else that's great is our booth. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, we've had, we've had, we always have a great booth. Uh, but the bar was set pretty high over the last couple of years. We had the Zelda booth. Mm-hmm. We had the, Mar- the New Dog City booth for Super Mario Odyssey. Um, so much Smash Brothers this year. But we've got these props that are placed around the booth, uh, you know, representing iconic aspects of characters or items from the game. Uh, even got the giant uh, punching bag. Yeah. Sandbag Coon. Reggie, you did something kind of fun with that today. Oh. I saw you. I, I, I had some photos taken with the punching bag and <laughs> some of the other props. You know, Ken, I, th- I thought what you're also going to highlight is just the massive screen that we also yes. have in oh our booth. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It is I, I mean, it, it, is, it, it is just massive Mm -hmm. and when we start broadcasting some of our trailers or broadcasting some of the gameplay Mm -hmm. from the tournament people just stopped and were looking at the screen it was just so amazing and and, uh, the other thing the the little area we have for uh, for uh, Mario Tennis Aces Mm -hmm. is really fun I'll be playing uh, I'll be playing some celebrities there during the course of the week which is going to be interesting Angel be playing Bill and I'll be playing yeah. Bill. Not, not a celebrity. <laughs> not, but not a celebrity. Let's clarify. Yeah. Not, a celebrity. not a celebrity. And you'll be beating all of them because your tennis skills are pretty uh, <laughs> yeah. top notch. You were playing just now before we yeah. were recording. So, so before we started the recording, yes, I was. <laughs> I was playing, and uh, and I was you know, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to improve my skills. I got. I got to represent when That's when right. uh, when we do this for real. Yeah, that giant screen um, is seriously an amazing thing to look at, especially when they put up um, the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate artwork which is like this kind of like a longer illustration that shows every character everyone is here and they kind of scroll through and it just looks perfect on that massive screen i'm I'm like i can't i catch myself staring at it like for several minutes because i can't look away because it's so cool yeah i love that illustration and and goes to the to the package art too which i hadn't Mm -hmm. seen until recently um, I love those where you can just dig in and kind of, you know, every time you look at it, you say, oh, I didn't see that character before. Mm-hmm. There's some new detail. Like and I that really little just... pose that that person, that character is in or something. Yeah. yeah. Or like little things like I think in the, the longer piece of art, they actually have um, Fox facing off against Wolf, mm-hmm. which, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, there's little stories the being little told. Stories, yeah. So, Reggie, we've heard about your Ridley affinity, Chris Krista thoughts on characters you might be looking at for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Well, you know, the one that I, and I've never been a tremendous Smash player, although I've, I've sunk a ton of time into all the games, but the one that I was best with was Link, but I used to use his um, his uh, hookshot grab a lot, oh. which no now has, there. it's no longer there for the Breath of the Wild version of Link. Now yeah. I got to start looking at, you know, do I want to go with Young Link or Toon Link? Well, mm-hmm. But the, the Breath of the Wild Link has the remote activated bombs, See, mm-hmm. which I, I, yeah. I think for, for a seasoned Smash player, that could be a real strategic advantage. Mm-hmm. So I, I would I'd, I would check out Link and use those remote bombs. One thing that I saw someone do, which uh, which I definitely want to see if I can pull off, is they throw the bomb up in the air and then detonate it just as someone's coming back oh. down. Oh. So it's a really sneaky way to blow Levels. someone off the top mm-hmm. of the screen. Yeah. Or like if you're doing like the edge guarding stuff that I can't do, but people that are good can. You can like throw it off the edge when someone's trying to get back oh, up yeah. and detonate it. See, that would be really cool to just kind of mess around with it a little bit. You know, the the other piece with uh, with that character, 
just like in the Breath of the Wild game, you shoot your arrows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you go back and, and pick, pick them, them up. up. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. if you if you don't so hit, awesome. if you don't hit another, po- <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really cool. You can it actually really see cool. that in the um, in the video that uh, that was in the Nintendo Direct this morning, where the scene with Link, he pulls back to shoot an arrow. He has two. Because he's that already was when I blacked out. <laughs> he's already picked one arrow of his own back up, so mm-hmm. then he can shoot two at once. Wow! Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and similarly, I think like the um, the new Inkling character has a lot of characteristic characteristics from Splatoon that's in the move set for Super Smash Brothers. And so it's really cool to see things like you know using different weapons, um, and then also having to like recharge your ink when you run out of ink mm-hmm. with that character. So I've been I've been playing a, around with it a little bit and it's been really fun to just see like what the different weapons that turn up are. You know, for the for the inkling, the the piece that looks tough to me mm-hmm. is that, you know, to do maximum damage, you have to shoot your opponent with yeah, ink. ink. With ink, mm-hmm. yeah. So so to me that seems like a two-step process, process mm-hmm. to yeah. do maximum damage. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm I'm reflecting my own poor skills. But that, <laughs> that, that seems to be asking a lot in or, in order <laughs> in order to really get the damage done. Yeah, it's like the charging, you know. Some of the some of the fighters oh, yeah. allow, make make mm-hmm. you like charge up, like Samus, Lucario. Yeah, yeah, which leaves you a little bit vulnerable as well. So a lot of like the risk reward stuff, I think I find it to be like really fun in in Smash Brothers. So. Yeah. The character that I, I I have not tried her in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate yet, but just on the look alone, the new mm. Zelda character design yeah. is whew, that's that my is, favorite. That's Zelda amazing design. characters. I really like reflects the grace of mm-hmm. Zelda. I think perfectly. Yeah. And there's so much detail when they, you know we got some sort of zoomed in parts in the video and some images that we have. There's so much detail, but that's really this. That's really you know par for the course for the whole game. Like there, even if you look at the backgrounds, um, the Breath of the Wild stage, yeah. you, you can just look out from you know yeah. from there and see all that detail. The Splatoon stage, there's mm-hmm. a lot to take in. Um, it's everything is down to the detail. Well, that, that's the essence of Mr. Sakurai, right? And and the team that he leads, mm-hmm. it is all about every single little detail, yeah. getting the balancing right, getting the, the character movesets right. All of that, that detail orientation is what makes his game so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can really tell. And, and as much as I like fighting games, I've always enjoyed this series, first and foremost, just as a celebration of all things Nintendo. Yeah. And you can really sense that passion and that love for all these different uh, franchises and characters and in, in all the, the, the detail that he puts into the game. But in terms of who I would like to be great at, uh, Captain Falcon. Because get aspirational here. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard one. <laughs> the thing is, I always get suckered into using the Falcon Punch, and I always uh, just someone with, yeah, with it, and then but, just right off the stage. Right. Or you know, oh. they just jump around behind me, waiting yeah. for me to be done, and then, uh, and then that's they're done with me. Charge a little bit too, right? And yeah, but I was gonna say one thing hard. that, and I needed to, to really investigate this, but judging from the trailer, it looks like um, that move can be pulled off a bit faster. So oh, now I wow. think, uh, you know, maybe I've got a shot. There is some new sort of um, game mechanics that have been added in that I really like for uh, a, being yeah. a player that's not super strong either. Um, like the the short hop attack and, and some yeah. of that, where it's just a little bit easier. Like I cannot do the finger gymnastics on this controller, you know? So it's a little bit easier for you to do some of these more... Um, you know, like more cool looking moves so that at least mm-hmm. when you're playing, you feel like you're, you know, you, you look good while you play. So I kind of like that about it as well. 
Back to Captain Falcon, I like how Super Smash Brothers depicts him as just an unhinged maniac. He's just like <laughs> vibrating as he's ready to get into this fight. Um, but yeah, you talked about some of the details. Like, you know, there's a moment where if you're doing one-on-one and you, you know, land a big attack, it'll kind of stop the action for a moment to really play up the impact. That's mm-hmm. awesome. There's mm-hmm. that sort of smoke trail the that comes out. Trails. Smoke trails. I'm going to say awesome. it now. Best smoke since uh, The Wind Waker. I'm going to oh. put that out there. Ooh. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just you can tell there's so much love that went in that game. Yep, definitely looking forward to just uh, again seeking, you know, another, you know, noticeable portion of my life into mm-hmm. unlocking all the characters and, and everything else. This in the will game. be one I'm getting digitally for sure. Yeah, you always want to have yeah. this one with you. Yeah. I, I think having it digitally absolutely is uh, is the decision. Mm-hmm. I'm old fashioned. I like I like the packaging. My solution <laughs> will be both. put the game in the Switch <laughs> and just don't take it out. Then it's okay. always with me. Ever? <laughs> um, until I'm at least 100 hours in. All right. You know, Fair so, so what you're representing is is me here at this E3. So I've got a number of games digitally on my Switch. And then literally I've got three different carrying cases that each hold, <laughs> you know, like eight uh, package games. Whoa. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a lot of games here. Not that yeah. I'm playing them all. Yeah. I've got work to do. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, i got a lot of games here. You have yeah. to be ready. You don't know when the opportunity and the mood is going to strike right. for a particular right. game. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just hoping I get to play some Hollow Knight and Fortnite tonight if uh, the hotel Wi-Fi can hold up <laughs> long enough for this to download. <laughs> so we're going to be uh, checking in tomorrow with mm-hmm. Zero, who won the tournament. Yes. Uh, that's going to be cool. We're doing sort of different sessions each day of the show, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, so hopefully we can check back in with him and see his thoughts on being in the tournament, winning the tournament, being at E3 again, be, winning again. Second second time Wearing a scarf in. again. Wearing a scarf always. He, he, he loves that <laughs> scarf. Right? That's, a, that's a good look for him. <laughs> second yeah. best scarf outside he's, of Star he's Fox. He's true to his brand as Zero, which is great. <laughs> yeah. That should be fun. It's going to be great. Yeah, so we'll be checking in then and on the last day as well. So um it's funny because we're recording all of this at one. It'll all be one episode, but for us, it's happening as E3 happens. Yes. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how you know we you all react the to things. Exhaust, as the exhaustion sets in day yeah. to day. We're yeah. just haggard. <laughs> this is corpses of Or like you lose your voice or something, <laughs> yeah. and you sound like a completely different person by Thursday. That could happen. Absolutely. Well, I'm gonna go do some, you know, karaoke with the Damon X Machina theme song tonight. So, don't <laughs> oh, expect that'll, that'll be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> your, your voice will be perfect. <laughs> it's gonna sound great. Great. Well, we'll um, we'll call it for tonight. Then everybody, we can finally get some rest and be ready for day two. Reggie, thanks for joining us. Absolutely, I'm thrilled to finally be on the podcast. Yay. And we're thrilled I've to been, finally I've been, have you. I've been waiting for the invitation. <laughs> Gosh, I've been Chris, oh no, so mean. <laughs> well, you know this. Uh, Why would you keep this man away? <laughs> you know, we're just saving him for just the right moment. I see. And and E3 being that right moment. So That's exactly and right. Thr- thrilled, thrilled to be here. And uh, it just uh, a fabulous day one to E3. Fans are excited. The consumers visiting the, the booth were excited. So uh, we're off and running. Great. Well, we'll keep running and we'll see you guys in just a second for day two. All right, we're back. It is day two of E3. And um, if uh, I think like a lot of people here, our minds really are still on day one and on the Super Smash Brothers 2018 Invitational Tournament. And we are joined now by the winner of that tournament, Zero. Thanks for coming on the show, Zero. Hey, how's everybody doing? Thank you so much for having me. Welcome. Welcome. Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. I mean, I think it's kind of funny because the whole tournament was just like, it was, it was a pretty hard tournament. And 
I think it's funny that Mario won because <laughs> I, I use Mario primarily, and I use a little bit of Ike and a little mm-hmm. bit of a uh, which one, Sheik. It's just funny because it was Mario versus Sonic in the finals. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were talking about that. That was perfect. I think it just works out. You know, Mr. Nintendo right here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you won the tournament back in 2014, and uh, you know that gave you a lot of notoriety on the scene. How were you feeling going into this tournament? Were you feeling good about it? Obviously, you didn't know much about the game. I, I literally say it's do or die time. <laughs> See, if, if, you, if I win, legend. If I lose... <laughs> Fraud. So it's like, it's rangy. Options. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's nothing. So, uh, good mindset, though, I guess, right? Well, I mean, okay. I, I, I think those were the stakes, but my mindset was just more so along. See, this is what I see. This is my strategy. I actually had a strategy oh. coming here. So I said, I'm at, uh, every time I get an interview for this, I'm a tweet and mention. So I'm going to publish this fact. I'm going to say, oh, guys, the tournament is for fun. You know, it's, a, it's all about, you know, enjoying the new game, having a good mm-hmm. time, you know. Uh, it's not about winning, you know, the, the rule set isn't all competitive, you know, it's more about fun. But then if I win, I'm a god still, you know, so it's like, I publicize that fact. So, yeah, so, that's nice. So it, Set the ex- expectation of having fun yes. and, and then do your best and then see what happens. Exactly. So then it's that's a win-win. That's a win. strategy. <laughs> so exactly. It's a win-win. <laughs> never lose, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's all I had in mind. <laughs> so did, do you think, you know, being a part of that 2014 um, tournament, kind of helped you with this one? Did you kind of have a little bit more, you know, background on what to expect or it, was it similar to your experience in 2014? Um, I'll say it was better overall just because, okay. uh, I mean, I'll say Nintendo in general was just more used to this, you know, so like they knew how to do things quicker, mm-hmm. how to like organize things faster, better. They had more ideas, you know, because they did it before, so they knew where to expand upon. So in that regards, it, it, was, it was easier in that. I feel like the last time it was just like, um, it was really well organized too, but it, it was definitely like a first time, you know. So it's mm-hmm. like you know the edges yeah. were a little rough sometimes, uh, but they worked really hard on that one too. And it went well. And in terms of experience, they were both very different. Uh, I'm kind of one of those people that like I don't really get nervous. Like people yeah. can yell as much as they can, unless they're like right behind me and I can like physically feel it, then it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm just like I'm good, dude. So like, I like the crowd didn't bother me, the game didn't bother me, the pressure didn't bother me. I was just ready. Um, so like at least in terms of experience i guess it didn't matter too much i just wanted to play the game as much as possible just like like i took notes mm-hmm. and a bunch of stuff just to be as good as possible and i think it worked out i mean i also had a, a friends of mine that helped me uh, i had leffin and Naro. they both helped me yeah <laughs> so that, oh. that worked out too that's, nice. that's a sweet story sweet, yeah. <laughs> so you've been in la for a couple days and obviously everybody watched you in the tournament can you take us kind of behind the scenes of what you've been doing in the run-up to the actual tournament Oh, what I've been doing outside yeah. of playing Smash? <laughs> <laughs> no, just what, well, you're in L.A. getting ready for the tournament, hanging out with the other players. Uh, can you take us through that process a little bit? Okay, well, they had us come in on Friday, okay, which is pretty early. So half of us are wondering, okay, well, wh- why are we here Friday, you know? And then the other half are just like, well, free trip, so let's go. <laughs> then, <laughs> uh, so that I was more of the second trip, right? And then um, we we were all in the same hotel. Mm-hmm. But what's, what's funny about this hotel stay is that Imagine casually going in the elevator and Sakura is just dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he's just alone. Like, there's no bodyguards, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So you're just in, a, yeah. in, in an elevator ride with Sakura and it's just mm-hmm. quiet and it's just yeah, like, it's like, I know who you what are. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Yes. That happened to me last night, actually, as he was leaving the hotel mm-hmm. to go back and finish, you know, continue working on the game. 
I, I notice he's in there and somebody else comes in and I notice that they recognize him and they, they can open their mouth and they almost say something yeah. and they don't. Yeah. And then like, they, uh, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And then we just hang, I mean, everyone was kind of hanging out because yeah. the thing about it is that they invited four Smash 4 players, more, more notorious. I will say I'm more of a general Smash player rather mm -hmm. than just Smash 4 because I'm good at all of them and I won tournaments in all of them. But um, I will say the other guys were more so like specialized in like new gen Smash, I will say. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then they, you had the melee players, which are like more old school uh, Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, that I'm friends with everybody for the most part. So like um, I can just hang out with anybody. So it's like uh, one day I was hanging out with the melee players. One day I was hanging out with the other guys, you know, and it just kept back and forth kind of deal. Mm -hmm. So I got to like had a good time with everybody good time yeah i think, I think it was fun i saw you guys kind of like hanging out we had a player mixer i think on monday night i saw you guys hanging out and and just um chatting with each other which is really nice to see um, i'm so sorry if you guys saw a dessert that was like like dropped in the carpet that was me oh. Oh. <laughs> now i know who to talk to about that so that's good now you've outed yourself on that. i dropped my pudding once and i got really sad so i can relate oh. yeah it's, it's, the, it's the worst thing that happened to you this week really is the the oreo incident no the worst thing that happened is that i played nara smash wii u we played it was like it was like i think we played like a first to five or something captain falcon dittos and i lost five games in a row and i got oh, really upset no oh, I, got, wow. I got really upset you, you didn't throw that controller did you don't do that no 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 i don't throw controllers right okay it's more right. like a baby fair rage right <laughs> <laughs> so then uh vish uh, one of the people that commented yeah yeah he came yeah. in and started recording so i said all right we have to win now we have to win camera's then, on right right and then i lose a very close game so i'm actually six down six Ooh. down six games which is tragic that was a, that was a humongous l that i took that day <laughs> and then uh we had another rematch and then i won and then i said i'm done playing i'm done i'm out <laughs> I have really to, like you, I'm good. I, there are times in life where if you take a severe l but you have a small sense of w you have to run with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> these it. are like good the last fortune thing you quotes <laughs> for from from zero here that we're getting it's great now, you did get a bit of time with the game before the tournament started. Like, how do you use, like, knowing you just have a little bit of time, like, what are you trying to get out of the game before you go into that actual tournament? Uh, very easy. So what I do is that the first thing I do is look at the roster. So then there's characters that I know I'm not going to use from the get-go. So, like, I know I'm not going to play Donkey Kong Bowser again. They're too, they're too slow. Mm -hmm. um, I, don't even, I don't even need to play them to know that, for the most part, they're going to be slow and heavy and... If my and so like I, I ex already expect them to be not weaker, but just not good in a format where it's competitive, where like th these people will exploit their weaknesses. You know, if I play, I will say someone who's not as experienced, then those characters are great because they don't they the mistakes that these characters can be punished for, they just don't happen. So then these characters become way better. Uh, so then I already knew characters like Sonic, Bayonetta. Uh, Marth, you know, the faster, usual good characters were probably what I should look into. So that reduced the roster immediately by like. A bunch. Um, I knew I want and I want to play Ridley because I said Ridley will be hyped for the crowd, but he's probably too new and weird. So like, it's probably not a good idea for me to just use him in the tournament if I want to win. Um, but I'll I'll keep him in mind. But then again, he was picked almost at the beginning, so I didn't have a chance to play him either. I wanted to play Marth. Marth got picked. I already assumed some characters I'm not gonna be able to play. So what I did is that I made a list, right? So I said these are the priority picks. These are the characters that. If I can play, I will play. So I put Marth, Sheik, uh, Marth, Sheik, Sonic, and Mewtwo. That's, those, I think those were the best characters in the demo, outside of Ridley. Um, so I said, if I can pick one of these characters, I'm good. I ended up with Sheik, be mm -hmm. because of the way the draft pick worked. Then I had backup characters, right? So I had the characters that I'm good with, that I would like to use. So then I had Mario, I had Ike, I had um, 
probably Marth, you know, characters like that, and then backup characters like Samus, Kirby, that can complement the roster. So basically, I made it so, like, it didn't matter who everyone picked, I already knew exactly who to pick. Just And I also took notes of who everyone played, so then I knew what characters to take from them. So, for example, I knew that uh, Leo was going to go with either Sonic or Bayonetta first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he went with Bayo first, and then he was going to pick Sheik second. So then I took Sheik from him because I had to pick right after that. So then I said I have to take Sheik because otherwise he's going to get it. So it's like a bunch of strategizing like that mm-hmm. in terms of picks. Um, in terms of the actual gameplay, uh, when it came to playing the game, first thing I did is that I tried to move around and just quickly test previous techniques from previous games. So I'm like, I'm going to wave dash. I'm going to try to oil cancel. I'm going to try to sure hop. See what's in it. See what's not. See if it's good. See if it's bad. I can quickly tell. Um, then I try grab combos. Gra- grabbing is usually really good in Smash. So I try to see, oh, I'm going to go for a grab. Is this combo or not? No. Okay. Grabbing is not that good. Keep that in mind. Um, I'm going to try to go for like uh, aerials to see who's laggy, who's not. And then just like quickly test. I pretty much did all of this in like an hour. And I already had like a really good grasp of what's good, what's bad immediately. That's seriously incredible. You just said all these things that sound incredibly complex. To <laughs> yeah, me, it's like it a not photographic ex- memory yeah, situation. It's, it's incredible Perfect that you recall. can do that in an hour, still kind of strategize. And I, I think you're so right about the, the way the draft picks works. It's really interesting how that plays into a big part of the strategy for you, you know, getting on stage later with the characters that you've chosen. But like my mind is just usually like boggled my mind from all the stuff that you just said. Now the directs had a lot of information on the game. Did, did that, help you prepare it all just getting that information on some of the new mechanics and how that all worked um yes and no yes and no because nintendo allowed us to prepare a little before the tournament Hmm. um so what i can say is that the direct did not surprise me entirely Mm -hmm. Mm. but there were some things that did for example we did not know ridley was going to be in the game so (laughs) So, (laughs) that was pretty that was pretty crazy uh, I did not know about like all the characters coming back, but in terms of mechanics, uh, actually, uh, JC did a really good job of telling us at least a few things that we should know. So, for yeah. example, telling us that things that were hard to tell because unless you test frame data or pay attention really closely, uh, it's impossible to tell. For example, like if you spam do- uh, rolling, um, it becomes weaker over time, right, so you get easier right. to punish. But you can't tell that. Like if I rolled a few times, I didn't tell at all because. I wasn't rolling too much in general. I was only like rolling once if I needed to. I'm not one to like roll back and forth. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, oh, I rolled twice one time and then I got punished by something weird. And I said to myself, oh, probably rolling is not that good, right? So like I should probably not roll that much. But then he told me that and I was like, okay, that's why. Mm -hmm. So that that's why the frame the frames were cut. That's why I that's why I got hit by something that I should not be hit in the first place. So I said, okay, so in general, you wanna like the, the mechanics of the game pretty much. reward you for having aggression in some kind of way but it also punishes you for going for the easy dungeon Mm -hmm. options like oh you're feeling fear air dodge you die or like oh you know you're in trouble you don't know what to do roll behind them you know you get punished kind of stuff like that the game doesn't let you do Now, going into the finals, you mentioned earlier your kind of top characters you were looking at in your picks. And it sounded like Mario was maybe a little bit more of a backup. But that's who you went with in, in all of your final matches. What was it? Was it about that situation? Or were you just feeling good with Mario at that moment? What, why did you go with him? Um, the reason I went with Mario is three reasons. The first one is that Mario is really easy to use. So, like, I needed less practice with him to be better with him. Mm. Um, fortunately enough, my Mario and Smash uh, for the Wii U is really good. I think it's like one of the best Mario's in the world. So like I already know I'm I was good with Mario and Brawl too. So like I'm I don't know why, but Mario's really basic. I feel like Mario's a fundamental base character, so I feel like the better you are at Smash overall, the better your Mario is. Mm. Mm. I feel like characters like that, there's like a few characters like that. I think characters like uh him, Falcon and Marth are very basic characters that are easy to use. But 
they just make sense if you have a smash mind kind of deal. Mm -hmm. So Mario, I picked him up, played one match, and I said, okay, this character's this character is not the best, but he's good enough where if I can outplay my opponent, I will win. Uh, I'm not gonna have an advantage in matchups. I'm not always gonna win like by a lot, but it's gonna be good enough if I can at least figure him, the, the other guy out. So I said Mario is a great pick. I ended up picking him second, so I got really lucky with that. Mm -hmm. If I didn't pick Mario, I would have picked Kirby. Would have been the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I mean, uh, Mario, it's just it just worked out, you know. Overall, like uh, in the finals, the thing is that MK Leo had really strong picks. He probably had the best picks of the tournament because he had uh, Bayonetta, who's I think is by far the best in the demo. Mm -hmm. I, like, I think she's by she was by far the best in Smash Wii U. She's still the best. Like. Like if you if you want to play the best character that's that's Bayonetta right now at least that's Bayonetta. Obviously in the final version it might be different it might be the same I, mm -hmm. I don't know I can't tell. Um, and then Sonic was also amazing because uh, the game it's hard to react to certain things and Sonic is too fast. Like I'm mm. I have I have amazing reaction time like I'm the kind of person who can react to like like few frame windows to several things I can just react on the spot sometimes. And um, Sonic when he runs past you you can't tell. It's impossible. Mm. So, like, if he runs at you, I can't tell if he's going to jump or grab. We have to guess. Right. So, that makes Sonic difficult to deal with at top-level play because a good player can mix you up consistently. And then it becomes the point where you don't you don't react, so you can't consistently do it. Because guessing is guessing. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. But you can decrease the luck by reacting. But because Sonic is so fast, you can't react. So, that makes him amazing. That's that's basically why Sonic is really good right now. Mm -hmm. And couple that with the fact that he has a backthrow that kills... He has uh, grab combos that no other character had. His force smash is absolutely ridiculous. His backer, his backer has the, the size of, a, of New York City. <laughs> like, it's actually humongous. Like, it, his backer stays out forever, always hits the strong hit, and even if it, uh, he gets the weak hit, it puts him in a spot where you can backer again. So it's one of the best moves for, uh, for sure. And so he had that, and then he had Snake. Uh, but Snake was probably the weakest in his roster, mm -hmm. which he didn't bother to use at all in the finals. Bayonetta was the strongest, and the Sonic was more reliable. So uh, Mario, Mario was just better in that scenario because Sheik is too light. So I don't think she can compete with Sonic because Sonic hits too hard mm. and he has too many combos and he's too fast. So like Sheik, uh, to be honest with you, Sheik camping wasn't that good. Like at least shooting needles, it just wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. So Sheik versus Sonic, I didn't think it was a decent matchup at least with the knowledge I have right now. Mm -hmm. So I scraped, I scraped it. I said Sheik, Sheik will likely be Bayonetta because they nerf her bullets. So she can uh, camp from a distance. So then that was going to be an easier matchup because I can just take my time mm -hmm. and then just outwit Bayonetta. So I think that was going to work out. Leo told me he didn't want to play Bayonetta versus Sheik because we can counterpick in the rules. That was really good from you guys because you guys actually allowed us to counterpick, which made it much more competitive. Because every time we were playing, we were like, okay, um, so I'm going to Final Station. What character are you going? Oh, you're going this character. I'm going this character. Like That's why we kept switching. Eventually, uh. eventually we ended up at Mario versus Sonic because that was the most even matchup where we don't get counterpick either. Like uh -huh. we both... That's the matchup where we both think we have equal chances to win it. Yeah. So that's why we don't have to switch up. But, like, that doesn't happen if you don't counterpick. Like, if we didn't have to counterpick, you would have probably just stuck with Bayonetta. I'll probably have to, like, stick with something else, you know, because mm -hmm. of the way the rules work. Overall, though, Mario just more simple, uh, very versatile character. Mario is not fast, but he's not slow. He's strong, but he's not, he's not super strong. But he's strong enough, not weak, decent amount of combos, decent recovery. It's like he's just overall good. Um... In fact, I, I I wouldn't I don't know if Sonic versus Mario is a good matchup for Mario. It was horrible in the previous game. It was like almost unwinnable. It was horrible. Mm. But in this game, it felt easier because they removed Sonic's spin dash. Because Sonic used to be able to shield, so he uh -huh. would just spin dash, shield, spin dash, shield. So you have to 
react to when he's gonna do it and it does like 30 damage so it's like it was amazing but in this game he can't do that so it was easier because of that so mario ended up just being the basic good option to adapt I know Chris is a Mario player, so I'm seeing him here with a glimmer in his <laughs> eye with these legend aspirations of his own. <laughs> He's like taking personal notes for his own Smash gameplay. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't pass up this opportunity. I don't even know if you can necessarily put yourself fully in the mindset of more of a beginner player at this point. Uh -huh. But, you know, I've played a ton of Smash over the years. I've played all the games. I've never been that great at it. And one of the things that, um, that the hurdles that I've never been able to overcome is... I, I can pull off the moves great, I, I learn the combos, even some of the more advanced techniques, I research those, but when the match starts, the thing that I don't have a good sense of yet is is it, how to put those pieces all together. Like, what, am, what are you thinking of, like, when a match begins, and maybe just for more of a, not necessarily a high-level play, but even just a broad-level play, what's the first thing you're thinking about when you kind of run toward that other character? Very simple, just look at percents. It's like, Smash is a very different from Street Fighter, because Street Fighter is the same game the entirety of the match. Mm -hmm. Some games have, like, mechanics, like, like comeback mechanics, right? But overall, the whole concept is that Ryo versus Kane is going to be the same thing when they have one, one bar left and, you know... Uh, yeah, like half of it and then almost none mm -hmm. of it, right? Smash has percentages. So the game is consistently different depending after each scenario. It also It's also a platform fighter, so not just platforms. What I suggest is that you pay attention to the environment of the fight and then the percentages. So like, for example, if they're at 0%, then your goal should be what good low percent combos do I have to rack up them to middle percent? So for example, Oh, Mario, you can go for an up till. So there's zero, you can do two up tills and two up smash. So that's 40 damage. Now you transition into mid game. So now you want to mm. go for a grab, throw mm. them off the level and go for a game. So now you have an idea. So now you say, okay, I'm now fishing for up till, I'm fishing for down till, fishing for something that leads me to these moves. So now you can narrow down what you want to fight with. These are the moves I want to land. And mm. then once they're uh, transitioned to a different percentage, you can say, okay, now that they're at this range, I want to throw them off the level because now the throw is strong enough where I can actually throw them a sizable amount of distance off the level. So then now you're fishing for a grab. Now that they're off the level, you, you switch gears again and you say, okay, now they're off the level. Let me jump off the level. Was Mario's best aerial to hit them with? You have to ask yourself these questions. Okay, backer. Backer is the quickest, the strongest. You know, forwarder is good, but it's too slow, so it's risky. Mm -hmm. Upper only covers above Mario, so it's not in front of him or behind him, so it's hard to fight with that. Neutraler lasts for a good amount of time, but it gets weaker over time, so it's harder to aim if people are drifting. It's mm -hmm. a good landing tool, but not a good fighting tool. So then that leaves us with downer and backer. So so backer. So you backer. So now you know now you all know you want to use that move only. So now you position yourself backwards and then you start throwing backers to try to get rid of their stock. So that's very simple concept of how you can plan out your stocks. That's like just look at the percents. If they're evolving platforms, you know then you want to say, okay, now I need to look into up till, into upper, into up smash. Mm -hmm. Do you want to jump in the platform or do you want to cover the landing? You have to like, you have to like make a decision quick. Like, how are you gonna play about the scenario, and then you just go from there. Oh, you got wow. that right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got that down. I'm gonna play this recording back, listen to it over yeah. and over many times. <laughs> Legend. Put it, in, put it in your ear while you're playing, yeah, and if exactly. you can just like sleep with it, coach yeah. you. And, you know, while you're you're playing, I'm expecting some high level play from you moving forward. Well, I mean, I mean, it sounds complicated, but I've also played like twenty five thousand hours of Smash. <laughs> so yeah. it's, like, it's it's like I okay, I'm twenty three right now, right? But I play Smash this kind of way since I'm ten. So wow. it's like mm -hmm. it's unrealistic amount of time. So it's like you probably have put less than a hundred hours into Smash, probably altogether. Maybe I'm guessing. No, I don't know. I should be. Let me put it this way: I should be a lot better when you when if I were to really <laughs> reveal how many hundreds of hours I put in. But it's different because like you have to understand that. 
um, the majority of the time that I put into this game is trying to be better, right? Like right. generally, when people play, they just play to play. You're like you don't you don't sit with your friends in the couch and then you play and then you're thinking, hey, how can I be better mm -hmm. at this game? Yeah. You're having fun, you know. You're not actually focusing on the, the gameplay too much, so it's different. So it's like if you put a thousand hours into casual Smash, you're not gonna be good at Smash. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's like it's almost it's not, it doesn't help in anything. But if you put a hundred hours into becoming better at Smash, then that's more useful. That's mm -hmm. why I say it's unrealistic expectations because it depends on time and how you spend that time. It's not always about how much time you use, but how you use that time as well. That's why I, I asked you. I was like, how much time did you put? Like a hundred hours, right? right? But it's unrealistic too. You know, it's not enough time. But it's also not all focused to getting better, you know? Probably mm -hmm. maybe half of the hours you play, you just wanted to play Smash because it's fun to play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now That's I want to go back to something you were saying earlier about how you don't get, you know, frazzled. You don't feel stress in the midst of a tournament. And I'm sure that's something that's really served you well because you've been on these big stages. But this tournament was a little bit different because you had Mr. Sakurai in the crowd watching very closely. He came up and said he saw some bugs afterwards. So he's got kind of his own perspective on it. I'm sure he was not joking about that. You know, we've got Mr. Miyamoto in the crowd. Does that give you kind of a different feel? Did that? Did you feel at all nervous knowing these people who made the game were there watching you? No, I want to impress them. That's I awesome. Wanna, <laughs> I want to. I want to show awesome. them. I want to show them what Smash Push to the Limit can look like. That's awesome. Because nice. I know. So it's almost like the opposite. It's like a, almost like a motivator. Yeah, because I know that I know that these guys, um, they you know they create these games, and but I feel like one side of them may want to see them push to the limit because sometimes yeah. when you create something you want other people to use it and see how they use it mm -hmm. so i feel like if i make something it will be really interesting for me to see how someone can push this to what they think is the limit yeah and i want to show them that and that's i think awesome. that's interesting it's really awesome it does seem like a great opportunity both for the developers and for the the smash community to kind of have that sort of uh, interaction that sort mm -hmm. of conversation almost while the game is still in active development and yeah. hasn't yet been fully balanced and polished off i think we should end on a very poignant and important question for you is we would like to know the origin of the scarf mm. oh okay it's so very simple um so my mom uh okay so i started traveling around 2006 right so back then chile is a very cold country right like it, sometimes it's really hot but generally it's it's kind of winter-ish kind of country and my mom gave me a scarf a white scarf very the scarf actually is very basic it's actually a very basic plain old scarf nothing actually special but she gave me the scarf right because my family is very dysfunctional my dad you know doesn't it's not really a part of the family you know most of my family members are you know passed away so it's like my family for the most part it's just my mom you know i have a very tragic family if you want to put it that way so obviously you know i have a lot of affection for the one member who remains in my family you, know, mm -hmm. you have to remember mm -hmm. these things right i think it's important to know where you come from at least yeah. at, le at least the lessons right mm -hmm. so then the scarf well basically i know my mom gave this to me while i started traveling to tournaments for the first time so then when i started traveling to america i took this little old little, little, little old scarf because to me it was like a memento of good luck that's basically oh, okay. it. That's basically it. It's just it's just a way of me remembering where I come from. That's all. That's it's just, awesome. It's just a little yeah. good luck thing. That's really sweet. It, it really. I know it's ridiculous to wear it's a scarf not. in summer. It, it is kind of ridiculous. Oh, to wear a scarf in <laughs> yes. summer. Well, you know, I mean, fashion. The, the <laughs> I mean, the stage, the stage at the tournament was super hot. It was pretty I hot know, in there. It was <laughs> hot in there. I, I commended you for that, but I think the story is really, really sweet. No, you got to yeah, do it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's just it's, it's just really a little. Nice. And my mom watches the streams too. I so was gonna ask if your mom's yeah, yeah, watched yeah. you win twice now at yeah, the yeah, Invitational. Yeah. That's she must be proud. She should be proud. So she loves seeing you with that scarf, no matter where in the world you are. Yeah, she, because um, I send home some trophies sometimes just so she can store them. Because I have, I know this sounds awful, but I have too many. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Uncle Brad? Uh, <laughs> I have like over 100 trophies. Whoa. So it's wow. like, like I don't have space to put them a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, I tell my mom to just like, I send them over and then my mom will just like 
wrap them around, you know, and just like take care of them essentially. That's nice. That's yeah. great. It's really nice. But um, so like she sends me a picture of like st- how she organizes things and she Aww. takes she takes pictures. It's funny. I think it's funny because my mom is kind of old and she's from Chile, so like this may seem awkward to Americans, but she takes screenshots of the stream and frames them sometimes. Oh, that's, no, that's cool. great. That's really sweet. I think it's so funny. I think it's hilarious. I think it's so sweet. It is that's sweet, amazing. but to me, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're in the moment, are you thinking, uh, I got, you know, I got to create a moment here, a great screenshot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she probably took a screenshot. You do have a good um, stage intro, entry where you like flip the scarf. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that. That's definitely for your mom. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I did that. Yes, I that's did awesome. That. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, we're gonna wrap things up for day two here. Um, Zero, thanks again so much for coming on, and uh, and you know one of these days I want to play you just to see how much you can destroy me and how fast that would go, <laughs> and then I'll know how far I have to go to, to yeah, get better. Yeah, we have a setup. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go find one after this. Yeah, we should. We should. Right, That'd be awesome. All right. Well, thanks again. It's so great having you on the show. Hey, no Thank problem. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we're back. It's day three. The show is winding down. I'm here again with Kid and Krista. What, looking back at the at the Fatar run of the show, what stands out to you? What are you going to take away from this year's E3? Well, first of all, fatigue has set in. Uh, <laughs> I'm exhausted. A little tired. I think many of us are. Voice of, I had about the, to I, go. I had the prediction about my voice because I did the Damon uh, Ex Machina <laughs> karaoke. <laughs> I That's went right. out and did that, you, and my voice metal. is shot. Um, <laughs> you know, for me, I think it's really about the experiences that we have just going through our booth because not only are you seeing people who are having a lot of fun, but there's a lot of people who come up and want to say hi or sort of share their experience with you. And you Mm -hmm. see people who maybe you've never met before and they're sort of striking up a conversation or maybe starting a friendship over Nintendo and and Nintendo games. And I think that's, you know, where it all becomes very special is Mm because, you know, and this might sound kind of corny, but, you know, you can see how Nintendo is impacting people's lives in a really important way. And it just makes you feel really good. It does feel like a big, like, family reunion down in the booth, which is fun. Like, people um, are meeting people, you know, that they maybe have only talked to online for the first time. And it just seems like a really happy place um, in our booth, which it always is. It's like such a... Um, you know, our booth's always been such a fun and happy place in comparison to maybe some of the other other booths in, in at E3. So that's always a nice, like, relaxing place. But I think my highlight definitely was the tournaments that we hosted, especially mm-hmm. seeing Mr. Sakurai and Mr. Nagami on stage and just the crowd reacting to these amazing developers that took time out to really come and support the community, to support the tournaments, to really watch and enjoy some of the really amazing high-level play that we had. And I think that energy was just really, really wonderful. And um, it was just really fun to, to watch that, um, both the Splatoon 2 World Championship and the Super Smash Brothers Invitational. So I really enjoyed that. Those tournaments were a definite highlight for me, too. I, I've, I haven't seen a lot of eSports, uh, eSports in person. So just being able to be in that room and feel the energy, and I think it came across great uh, mm-hmm. in the live stream. But yeah. actually being in the room and, and just the, feeling the, the thunderous chance for Mr. <laughs> yes. Sakurai. That theater was crazy. That it theater was, was really crazy. It was so fun. That, it, that theater caused my voice to sound like this on day three. <laughs> I'm like shouting. Some, something else I'll put out there. Hottest E3 ever, just from a temperature perspective. Yeah. It's really hot in L.A. I do um, feel the bad air, for the boys. The air conditioner yeah. died uh, for about an hour at the, here at the convention center. The theater um, was pretty warm. Just the amount yes. of people that were like in there. I like I've just been like sweating nonstop. It's pretty gross. Since I got here. Yeah. Yes. And, and I know, you know, this is also a place where we do a lot of, you know, 
um, businessy things. And so you have to making deals, making those those Moving deals. units. <laughs> and so you have to dress up, and that's hard when it's like <laughs> ninety degrees out. <laughs> Going back to those Smash players, though, I mean, they were, you know, after the tournaments, they've just been hanging out in our booth, and it's yeah. been really fun to kind of see them caravan around. Mm-hmm. and like They're, like, super good friends now. Trying out Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and trying out other games and just, like, really having yeah. a lot of fun. It's just mm-hmm. kind of cool to check in on them and see what they're up to. Yeah, and yeah they're definitely got a little a little group going on, and they know each other so well. Yeah, the Splatoon 2 players, too. Those teams have, like have been around as well and they've been playing games that are that obviously is not Splatoon and I saw you know Australian team playing Overcooked and Fortnite and um, so it's been fun to see those those guys kind of relaxing after a pretty intense tournament. Speaking about the tournament players, I have an update from uh, yesterday's segment. I did play Zero in Smash. Oh, breaking news. Breaking yeah, news. Breaking news. Slate. Well, well, first he had me run the gamut playing a bunch of the other um, tournament players. And, uh, the and then I finally boss. played him as the final boss. <laughs> and as you might expect, I was obliterated, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, into nothingness, into atoms. Oh, no. Uh, you were by a every living representation of, of Mr. Sandbag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to your zero's Mr. Sandbag. But those guys are pretty gracious, too, though, because they... Um, they, as you know, as they were destroying me, they would kind of <laughs> let me know how they were doing it. So, you oh. know, I'm still oh. following this away. I'm this gonna is what I'm going to do to you next. Use this as That's a learning opportunity. <laughs> this is going to embarrass you, but I'm going to describe it to you in detail. And now exactly. I'm do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as they were still kind of exploring the differences in this game versus past games, they were kind of using me a little bit uh, as, a, as a practice dummy. So there were some times where they would jump off the stage and kind of kill one of their own stocks. And I still counted that as a win in my column. All right. Self-destruction still counted against your pride so all right whatever you want to spin it i guess <laughs> yeah this, the legend will grow and, and change quite a bit in, in the years to come <laughs> the other thing is cool is you know and you see this on on the last day here is just you know seeing other people from nintendo and there's so many people you know who come together from around the world and just sort of sharing you know a knowing nod or a look of like wow we, we got through this because there's yeah. just so much work that for months mm-hmm. go into it and everybody's you know very focused on their particular role but it's just cool to see the company come together like that yeah. in a truly mm-hmm. global sense to to put on put on a show put on this booth put on nintendo direct put on these tournaments it's like there's so many things that happen at e3 mm-hmm. i really like to watch the developers uh in particular and and uh, this was something i did a lot during the tournament just to see them kind of see the reaction from the fans because totally. a lot of the times when you're you know you're kind of sequestered away and you're you're working on a game just in, in a lot of time in secrecy with just your team uh, for years and then you finally get to come here and see the kind of outpouring of, of affection and support from the fans um and uh it's, it's great to just see them uh, receive that and interact mm-hmm. with the fans personally and yeah. so I, I think there was a lot of great moments made there yeah, totally. I, I saw a lot of them really on the edge of their seat, um, cheering along with the crowd, like really getting into it. So mm-hmm. um, you can tell that they really enjoyed having that experience. And it was so nice to see that, um, especially Mr. Sakurai, who has to go back now and continue to develop mm-hmm. the game. Um, so hopefully that gave him a lot of energy to, to go back and do Yeah, that. a little extra wind in his sails here yeah. for the final few yeah, months. exactly. Cool. Well, I think that's a wrap on E3 2018. But Chris, um, what we were our gonna we were gonna talk games, about though. our favorite games. Oh, that's right. You don't that's want right. Our favorite games that aren't Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Ultimate. <laughs> You're trying to censor us. I mean, there are other there are other games. I won't Super be silenced. Smash Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. we'll start with you then, Kit. Oh, really? Oh, yes. No, we oh. had this discussion beforehand that you were supposed to start with me. You well, forgot everything we, we talked we about. We formed an alliance. 
And you're the odd person out. Yes. Go ahead. I'm Uh, not worried. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Was that your pick? That was not my pick. Which, which, funnily, uh, the first time I heard that name, I was like, Fire Emblem Treehouse. That's that's an interesting (laughs) name. (laughs) Gotta get build that support support conversation with uh, Bill Trinan. (laughs) We'll just have to do that in real life. Um, No, I mean HD Fire Emblem. That's a really cool thing to think about. Uh, You know, the scope of the game looks really cool. There's that scene from the trailer where the character's running by this like giant church. Like that's gonna be really cool to see. And then just like the uh, the idea of these bigger battles where mm-hmm. it's you know more than just a, a one-on-one kind of matchup having this actual large like, scale like army, army. Yeah. seems really cool to me so i like that scene in the trailer with all the um archers yeah it was very cinematic and kind of felt like this you know this movie that you're watching right. or something it's really cool and then you know making formations so it's just cool to see that series yeah. evolve you know keeping that very tactical focus but having these sort of you know grander visions mm-hmm. of storytelling and you know of a world um and that's you know this game's not coming out until next year so we've got some some time but yeah. uh, i'll be keeping my eye on it definitely looking forward to that and i really love the song in the trailer it keeps playing in our booth and it's really good it gets stuck <laughs> yeah, in my head a little bit and i want to know like i want to hear like the rest of the lyrics because just that little oh yeah piece of it that song is so good maybe that's a song you should have sung at karaoke you can uh, save your voice. My very, voice that's a very soothing song my voice would sing. not be ruined exactly i would be singing like an angel right now if i hadn't <laughs> been doing the daemon <laughs> a chorus of angels yeah <laughs> are you coming to me next, Chris, or are you yes. going to go first? No, Is I, that the lines you, that you, you formed? I've decided you can go second. <laughs> oh, thank you, gracious host, Chris Slate. Um, so my pick, so I have two. One that I'm just really excited is coming to, to uh, Nintendo Switch. We only asked for one. I don't care. Oh. Um, which is Fortnite, because I just think that's so cool that we finally have that on Nintendo Switch, and I'm definitely going to mm-hmm. be. That's my like game I'm playing post E3 weekend. See, post right. E3 weekend is basically like stay in bed, play games, and that's pretty much it because you're exhausted. Eating soup? Yeah, having soup. <laughs> maybe some hot water with E3 some honey. E3 recovery oh. time. <laughs> E3 recovery time. Exactly. And that's like what I'm going to be doing. Um, but I'm also kind of looking forward to um, Starlink. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool to see Mr. Miyamoto on the Ubisoft stage. And of course, that crowd just reacted so, so amazingly to Mr. Miyamoto. And um Kit and I went over to the Ubisoft booth yesterday, and we saw the um, the R wing and the little like tiny fox um, model in their booth, and it just looked really cool. And I'm excited to see how that sort of fits into the overall game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely looking forward to those games, and I will add um, Super Mario Party. Yeah, because that is a series that my son really loves to play, and um, it's something that uh, me and my kids can play together. And they've brought back a lot of kind of the the structure and the elements of the game from from the past iterations of the series. So um, it's looking great, and uh, I can't wait for that one. I'm also really, you know, as a platformer fan, I can't wait to play more uh, Mega Man 11, which is here yeah. at the show, and yeah. had a long line, which was great to see a lot of Mega Man. That fans was here. that was a very cool That's setup that they cool had uh, in the Capcom mm-hmm. booth. We went yeah. over there. The whole we took, took some pictures. Yeah, they're like cool timeline that they yeah. had, and like the the Mega Man, we could see like the inside of um, Mega Man was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, any last things I'm forgetting before we finally uh, Now call it a wrap? you ask. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm Just kidding. I'm sleepy. Yeah. E3 is wonderful, but it's also very tiring. So yes. Yeah, we still have half a day left. I might just go uh, hide in a corner somewhere and play some more Smash. I think we should go do yeah. that right now, actually. Yeah, absolutely. All right, <laughs> okay. well, let's get out of here. All right, well, thanks again, both of you, so much for basically uh, co-hosting this show and, and uh, being here all three thanks days of, of, of yeah, uh, E3. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. It was so fun.
Um, that's it for this episode. Um, once again, I'd like to um, thank also our guests uh, uh, Zero and Reggie who were on earlier. Um, if you have any comments or questions or anything uh, you'd like us to, to, to hear from you, let us know at Nintendo Power Podcast at noa.nintendo.com. Also, as always, we appreciate it a lot if you can leave us a review and um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you get the new episodes as soon as they're ready. Thanks for listening and keep playing with power. Power.